Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Unless a person has been sleeping or living under a rock the past couple of weeks, pretty much everyone has heard about Facebook's PR problems of late. Cambridge Analytica, a British firm, grabbed personal information on, at last count, 87 million American Facebook users and then used that information to profile American voters and design information and misinformation campaigns to assist Republicans in the last presidential election. Then the news came out that Facebook was talking with hospitals and others with personal health information to design a system that would be able to personalize Facebook users' health information in a big way. Facebook has hastened to say that that was an experimental program that was never implemented. And Mr. Zuckerberg recently mentioned that it's highly likely that any information that Facebook users made public on their profiles has probably been accessed and scraped by others for who knows what purposes. Oh yeah, and Congress wants him to come and testify about how these terrible things could have happened. That will probably result in a big show with a lot of elected officials who know next to nothing about how technology works in general and how the web works in particular, demanding answers to questions which probably don't have answers. All of this makes it sound like Facebook is the worst security risk on the planet. But buried beneath all the hoopla about Facebook in the last two weeks have been data breaches of customer information at Saks Fifth Avenue, Lord & Taylor, Panera Restaurants, Sears, Delta. You get the idea. And mind you, these are what we found out about in the past two weeks. Facebook is the current poster child of our personal data not being safe in the electronic age, but it is very, very far from the only example of that fact of digital life. There have been literally thousands of similar examples over the past decade, including from pretty much every part of society. Hospitals, government agencies, the military, dating sites, retailers, online and offline, hotels, airlines, credit agencies, remember Equifax, and of course, big internet outfits like Facebook and Google. In fact, We can't think of a single sector of society that hasn't suffered a significant data breach of our personal information in this digital age. None of this is big news. In the past, these breaches have often resulted in identity theft, which gives people whose identities have been stolen years of aggravation trying to get their finances and their credit lives back in order. But with the Cambridge Analytical revelations, The fact that this kind of information can be used to produce psychometric profiles of each of us that can potentially influence elections has sounded alarm bells. Yet, as longtime Electronic Cottage listeners know, this kind of profiling has been going on for years. Recall that credit reporting agencies boast that they have 1,500 pieces of data for pretty near every American. What happens to that data? It gets sold, of course, for many different purposes, including advertising and marketing, no surprise there, but also to determine who gets credit and who doesn't, who gets some jobs, how much a person pays for car or even health insurance, and a lot more. 
But this latest Cambridge Analytical example clearly affects voting and elections, and that has gotten a lot of people's attention. So, what can we do about these examples of personal information winding up where it was never supposed to be? Congress may draft a few additional ineffective laws, but what can we do as individuals? First, let's recall a few trite but true sayings that we hear all the time. First, there is no free lunch. Second, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Facebook, Google, Twitter, and so on are all free services for us users. Yet they have huge expenses to run and they make huge profits. How do they make money? They make it the same way that television or radio stations have traditionally made money. They attract users with programming and then, in one way or another, sell the information about those users to people who will pay for it. On the web, it's not only people's attention that's sold, but information about who those people are and how they think. Pretty simple, and most of us are generally aware of how these services work. We use the free services, they collect information about us, and then they sell it. Period. In the case of Facebook, the information collected is not only what we look at on the web or for how long we visit a page, it's also all of the information we post about ourselves, information that we freely provide and make public. That is a goldmine for identity thieves, for advertisers, and of course, for political campaigns. So, best practice number one, we've all heard this before, never, ever put anything on the web that you don't want everyone in the world to see or know about forever and ever. If all of these breaches have taught us nothing else, it's that there is no such thing as secure information on the web. Period. End of discussion. If you make an online purchase or otherwise use a credit card online, assume that sooner or later that information will fall into the hands of someone other than the vendor. If you post a photo, no matter on what site, assume that it will exist somewhere on the web forever, and that plenty of people, other than those who you meant it for, will eventually see it. And be aware that every photo you post that's taken with a digital camera or a phone contains a wealth of information that you never see, including exactly when and where the picture was taken, and even with what camera. In short, offer only information about yourself, your family, your work, your life, your hobbies, your health, your heart, that you do not mind anyone in the world knowing about. There are also a number of other steps that we as individuals can take to help maintain our personal autonomy and privacy on the web, at least as much as possible. And we'll take a more detailed look at some of those right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.